You belong, you belong, you belong, you belong to the Merry Marble Marching Society. March along, march along, march along to the song of the Merry Marble Marching Society. Welcome to the Road to Infinity podcast. Uh, that, of course, was the theme from the 1960s Marvel fan club called the Marvel Marching Society. You could only get that as a 45 LP that they would send to you when you joined the club. Uh, so we're back, uh, and you're wondering, why are we back? Because Spider-Man hasn't happened yet. Far From Home is still far away. Uh, because we wanted to try something different. So um, I've enlisted my friend Rob to come help me with me. Hello. Hi, Rob. Hey. I'm back. Um, so what we want to do is, is uh, because it's so long between Marvel movies, and that there's still so much that happens, we decided we want to try and put out episodes on a more regular basis. So uh, what we're essentially going to do is uh, we're going to try uh, every other week. I'm not sure if we're going to hit that. And if, if we do, then we and we get good at it, then maybe we can even track it weekly. Uh, right, sure. correct. Um, but uh, to cover some of, some of the bases, not only to cover Marvel news and stuff that's going on uh, in the MCU and, and subsequent things around there, but also uh, video games and the toys and, and all the different things that are, that are happening in and around uh, Marvel stuff. Uh, plus, we want to do some features. So we want to talk about some like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is just back for its new season, or uh, some of the Netflix shows, which are, you know, with uh, Jessica Jones uh, just has been released at a time of recording. Uh, they're coming to an end. We can start talking about some of those. We can talk about some Marvel movies that aren't in the MCU, uh, some also ran. So there's a lot of stuff we can do. So we're going to try and come on a regular basis because uh, between Spider-Man Far From Home and... The next Marvel movie, which still has not been announced yet, uh, it's going to be at least 10 months. So uh, we figure it's, since it's almost a year, we can try and do something to uh, to keep the fires burning while we wait for them to uh, finally uh, give us some information. Something tells me there's going to be an awful lot to talk about in those 10 months. I think so. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of stuff. We're going to touch on some of those today. Ten months uh, will be the release of uh, Disney Plus, which we're going to talk about later here too. Right. So I mean, there's going to be lots of stuff. So uh, we're going to be with you on a regular basis. Uh, we're we're hoping to uh, to uh, be sort of involved in the conversation, and uh, we hope you'll come along with us. So uh, today uh, we're we're just sort of covering the news. So uh, the news we're going to call uh, the bullpen bulletins. Uh, we have a couple of pieces of news we're going to talk about, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll move on to that. We're, Rob, you had the you you had put together the the lineup for us. So why don't you start us off with our our, our item number one? Well, we still we've still got uh you know Endgame is still in theaters, and we probably have all exhausted. I know I saw it five maybe six times. <laughs> um, making the money. It's still they're still making the money. Well, this is this was interesting. So I pulled up Box Office Mojo. If you, if you haven't been there, if anybody listening, BoxOfficeMojo.com, mm-hmm. the authoritative uh, site for everything about box office numbers and analysis since the beginning of movies. Um, the site looks a little bit 1993-ish, but or well 96-ish, but uh, but it's got amazing data. And one of the things I thought was interesting is you know Endgame starts off and breaks all these records when it first comes out. It's probably not going to beat Force Awakens for domestic uh, all-time take. You don't think so? No, because it's right now. I'm looking at it right now. It's at eight thirty. Force Awakens is at nine thirty-six. It still would have to make hundred and six million. That's a whole other. There's no movie. way. Yeah, I mean, if Spider-Man's going to take all the gas out of the oh, tank when, when you know in, in a couple more weeks. No, um, that's just but box office, right? Does that doesn't count for home video or just or? No, that's just, yeah, that's just domestic okay. gross box office. And I really, and domestic gross anymore kind of means less and sure. less um, because everything is, 
releasing almost globally within the you know yeah. two weeks even almost less than that first right like we're we got it oh no and, and, and actually here's interesting so if you look at the if you look at all time um worldwide it is only 46 million away from breaking the number one of avatar wow so it right now it's at like two billion seven hundred forty two million and Avatar is at 2.788. I would like, um, I mean, as much as I, I, much, I, I don't really, not, not to diminish what you're talking about, I don't really care much about money, money, except money to me equals butts in the seats. So it's like, how many well, exactly. people have seen exactly it, right. I've seen it multiple times, because the only way you can get to those big numbers is multiple times. That's how Titanic got there. That's how right. Avatar got there. That's, That's how, how Star Avatar Wars, got there. Uh, right. Force Awakens got there. Um, so it, yeah, it goes to show you that people are going back. I really want... Avengers to be at that top spot because boy if ever there's a movie of its time that did not have the cultural penetration it's Avatar now God bless James Cameron yes there's there's the thing is there's nothing wrong with Avatar I mean well there's some stuff wrong with Avatar but like it ostensibly on paper it is a it is a good movie like there are there are bad movies that gets popular Transformers um but this one actually is a good movie that did it but boy <laughs> they're trying to do four more sequels to that and man they got a hard road to hoe because boy it just does not have the cultural penetration that <laughs> that all these other ones do nobody nobody is quoting no, or talking about like, <laughs> you know, I mean, how many times... nobody's like dressing well, up as him and i think that's the name Exact. I was just gonna say, every time you've been yes. to a comic con in the last like three years, and this and... movie is ten years ago. Like, when have you seen anybody you, in the last dress 10 up? Years, I have seen more Tonto cosplay than I have a Navi. And I go to yeah. a lot of cons. That kind of, yeah. So, you know, again, it's money. Right, I mean, exactly. it's just dollars and cents really in this. Want, but I, I really do find it interesting. It's it, it, interesting like, that, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's interesting that it could, it's probably going to do, it is still probably going to break the worldwide gross. But domestically, it's interesting to me, the movies that, catch fire worldwide and don't necessarily make all their money in the United States. And then movies, the opposite of that, like star Wars clearly is an American brand that is, is still working on its worldwide. Yeah. yeah, Cause it was, uh, cause the, I'm trying to remember what the last, Oh, the transformers, the last night did modestly well here, but in China, man, they loved it. Right. Made so much money over there. So I did think, you know, I thought that was interesting. Um, the only other stuff is that if, if you're paying attention to like a lot of the, a, a lot of the uh, blogs and, and uh, video mm-hmm. channels on YouTube that talk about theories, interesting how there is still, we're really getting into now the dog days of uh, cracking open mm-hmm. the end game theories on the, you know, caps uh, multiverse <laughs> existence. And, and I just think it's funny that, okay. And you really are getting a very difference of opinion between mm-hmm. the Russo brothers and the writers. And yeah, like everyone doesn't seem no, to be on the same and, page and with that. that. And I find that fascinating that they had, they'd worked together for so long. They talked about how they were in the trenches for years and, and the secrecy and, and how the four of them were the only ones who knew what was going on. And yet you come to the end of it and when they start talking, the more interviews they give, the weirder it gets because they, there's so much of thought in how things shook out between the Russos and uh, the the screenwriters. Let's let's see if we can we can break it down for from the thing. So the Russos are saying Cap lived in an alternate universe for the entire time after he left, after he time traveled. He lived in a, and then came back, right. you know, to sort of like 
as to say goodbye and to give the shield and sort of, you know, sort of officially retire, like to give the rest of them a sense of closure. But he spent all the rest of that time in an alternate universe. But the screenwriters say, no, no, no. He was there in the MCU universe the entire time, living quietly with Peggy somewhere away. So that's kind of a big, important plot point for the, it's, it's, it's like they had they had done like ninety nine percent of it, and at the end the wrestlers were just like, "We want him sitting on the bench," and they had to go, "Okay." And he was sitting on the bench because yeah, that's the part I, that's that what exactly what happened. Like, that's exactly that's exactly what happened. They're just like, that's, no, that's what we want. They, had, they wanted they wanted Cap sitting on the bench, so they, they couldn't have it be that he appears uh, on the platform old. Uh, but it, it's interesting if right. you actually go to um, the How It Should Have Ended uh, YouTube series, just put out their uh, Avengers Endgame episode, and it's brilliant. There's so many points they do it. They're, they And they, one of their points, they, they make it as a as a, a, a joke. So I'm going to explain their, their very, very clever joke. Um, in uh, Avengers Endgame, we saw someone old get transformed into someone young. When Ant-Man had his accident in the going back and forth, they're like, why couldn't they just do that in Captain America? <laughs> then he got to have his retirement and he gets to come oh, back too. And it's hilarious. like, yeah, see, this is what annoys me. When people, whenever filmmakers in their movies make disparaging comments about other time travel movies and make dumb rookie mistakes about in their time travel movie. It's time travel. Exactly. It's, it's time, like, time travel. travel. It's not how it works. It's like, yeah, but that's the way you showed it is not how it works. It's not how it was explained to us. in the yeah. Right. Well, what I'm getting kind of excited for mm-hmm. is like, okay, so now as we wind yes. down the theatrical run of, of Endgame, I can't wait to see, well, and I don't know if I will see it because we're going to talk about mm-hmm. this later about upcoming Disney Plus and the implication it has on other movies. I'm curious to how much they put into the to the yeah, video release. Yeah, the, the video releases have been getting sort of skinnier Deleted and scenes lately, and all and this stuff. It's very disappointing to us super nerdy film fans who like to see all the behind the scenes stuff. Right. So I'm hoping that there's some real robust, because... It seems like everything they held back from Infinity War could really be put onto the end game. I, I say at this point, iTunes extras. Right. Or the old, the old second bit. Well, and, and actually this, this cuts into my, this cuts into mm-hmm. my second, uh, our number two point on Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel right. just had its mm-hmm. um, home video release. And, and I will admit I did not purchase it on oh, iTunes. I only buy stuff on iTunes mm-hmm. and I did not buy it on iTunes because I won't have to in about 144 days. <laughs> that's that. Yeah, that's right. Because that could, you know, with Disney Plus, I'm I'm curious to see if they are going to put some behind the scenes stuff on. If they're going to have that interface where you have the movie and you also have the behind the scenes stuff. Because Disney has done a ton of behind the scenes stuff that's just sort of sitting in the vaunted Disney Vault, which they say is going right. to be opened. Uh, so they could put that stuff up there as you know extras, the, the things you could watch. They've done it on. No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna hold off because I mean, seriously, at this point, buying any Disney home video release or digital (laughs) release seems almost silly with Disney Plus so close on the horizon. Yeah, Um, I get you. Okay, so I, I did buy it and I have watched it. Um, Oh, how would the, how are the deleted scenes? Uh, pretty good. I mean, like you can see that it, it was a, it's not the. See how I want to say this. In their conversations, it sounds like it was a very different movie that they sort of fixed. But I, you don't get a lot of that from the deleted scenes. You just like get, oh, okay, all right. And so there's nothing vastly like, where did this come from? What alter, what weird alternate cut was this in? Uh, oh, it's just got it. Okay, little piece like that. So I, I still think that they could they could really go through 
and pull a lot of stuff. There's, I think there's a lot of things in the archives that we've sort of heard rumors about that still have never been released. And I think that Captain Marvel is one of those things. And there's, but there's, there's actually some pretty clever stuff in there too that I, I, I appreciate the scene and also appreciate that they had that, that cut it. I've read a bunch of things like all the different groups that are skipping San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're worried? Worried about what? About fan backlash? Well, the Comic-Con or? people, do you think they're worried about, okay, where what are they going to get as their big draws? Yeah. Well, I know they bring in Game of Thrones there. That's one of the big things in Hall H. And it was like, oh, well, that's nice. Like, <laughs> like they're bringing a bunch cool. of them together. I like, you know, that's, I guess they can assemble that, that group and stuff too, but they're not announcing anything. It's just sort of a victory lap. Right. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, exactly. I, and that's great for the fans. I mean, I hope that, but the, but the thing you have to understand, okay, for those of you who have not done the, the San Diego Comic-Con experience, and you see all these things of in Hall H, what happens? I, I've, I'm an expert because I did it once. So let me let me pull you in. But no, and seriously, I, I know fan, people that go every year and stuff too. So the, just for those of you who are who are, have, have never made the trek to you know the Geek Mecca, um, Hall H is the the one big room where they do all the celebrity super duper panels, like the major. Um, that whether your Indiana Joneses and your Star Wars and your Marvel stuff that traditionally not not lately um but they, that's where that's where if you ever see the the video clip of tom hiddleston as loki addressing the crowd that's san diego Hall H. oh it's a great, it's a great clip. clip definitely yeah, yeah look that up if you, if you haven't seen, seen that yeah. one look it up on youtube it's fantastic to watch tom hiddleston in full character as loki break because of the love he was getting from the crowd <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing um and, and you know or, or robert down jr coming out as tony stark or like you know in costume wearing the gauntlet walking through the crowd. Yeah, he's got the arm oh, he's man. got the iron man arm that's on yeah point. Um, so, uh, so what, what happens is, is you go in and there's, there's a long, long thing. And, and obviously this is, this is the Marvel podcast, not the San Diego podcast. So I'll go on my a big rant about how terrible run their organization is in terms of getting people to that room. But needless to say, you have to be dedicated to get in there. I had to wait, you know, six hours or something, but like now people have to wait like days and camp out. So it's ridiculous. But what happens in there is they do a, an hour panel about the particular movie, television show, what have you in there. And then they, they'll trot out celebrities. So like, you know, they did Cowboys and Aliens. I know it was a weird, weird poll, but they brought out Harrison Ford for the very first time he was ever at San Diego Comic-Con. Oh my gosh, Harrison Ford is here. Wow, that's amazing. Well, that's great. Harrison Ford comes out, he, talk, he, he mumbles and grumbles about the movie. And then they put him back in a limo and off he goes. He's there for literally 45 minutes. So that's the thing about Hall H that always kills me is like they talk about these big celebrities that show up, all these big things they show. Those people don't stay. So you're not getting Harrison Ford's autograph. You're not getting Daniel Craig's autograph. Like they, they come and they go. So it's, it's always weird to me. They're like, okay, they're going to, they're going to reassemble Game of Thrones. And that's great. Everybody's in the Hall H who's a Game of Thrones fan. Fantastic. You're in the same room as Kit Harrington and, and all, and whoever else they're going to be able to get of the, 50 cast members of that thing but then they just go <laughs> right it seems like no, there's not a lot of no. fan service that's that's more or less just a, a cash grab right. for the person i think and i hate to say yeah, it that I mean, way that, but it is that's what's disappointing um, about that kind of thing so yeah I don't, it is the cultural yeah. cachet of comic-con dying i kind of hope so just because like it seems like it got it got so ridiculous and over control oh it got that, too big I, oh, got I think it would be good if, if they, they drop those numbers a little bit just to have a better experience. And then you might be able to get some of those people to actually spend some time with the fans and where it won't be, right. um, you know, a mob mentality of like they can't step on the floor or else it's just like, Sophie, 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 Sophie. Right. 
Well, interesting. So interesting is D23 and you mm-hmm. can go to D23.com, yep. just the letter D. That's Disney's basically their own now branded right. sort of Comic-Con experience. This year's is um, August 23rd through the 25th of mm-hmm. uh, in just a little over two months. Um, that's where a lot of the announcements, not only the Disney Plus service final, I think, announcements will be done, but a lot of the Disney, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the Marvel Phase 4. And I think a lot of the uh, questions that have lingering about some mm-hmm. of the Marvel programming for Disney Plus will probably get, if not answered, strongly hinted at. Yes. So there's probably going to be some good information. Really, we might get a year on some of those shows because they have announced a bunch of shows, but they have never not told us when they're coming out. So they, uh, they that's in, oh, yeah. uh, is it mid-August? Late August? 23rd. Okay, yeah, so yeah. August, uh, 23rd, August 23rd. Which incidentally, I just, okay, just seeing this, and again, just a little sidebar here. Um, for those of you who are Star Wars fans, they just announced the dates for Celebration 2020 Basically, that oh, same really? weekend, a year from now. So it makes me wonder when D23 yeah. is oh, or question. is there. Hmm. Yeah, I, I. it seems like after 10 years so. that now is the time for them to do a Marvel celebration. Like, there's enough. I've said you, that before. Yeah, I, I know you've I'm said that, yes. Because D23 is great. I, I, that's the one con that's on my on my short list to go to. Uh, I, you know, we, of course, we have our local con here. We have uh, Phoenix, now Phoenix Fan Fusion. Uh, because the people in San Diego are very litigious. Uh, and then we have, I've been to San Diego Con, I've been to Dragon Con, I've been, I haven't been, I, I, but I have not been to, so D23 is on my list. I have not been to D23 yet. I, I want to go, I think maybe next year. But well, but next year we're going to Star Wars Celebration, so 2020. So uh, yeah, I don't know. But it seems like that's that's the thing. But maybe it's just the logistics of running a show, <laughs> as we know, can be a nightmare. We've seen so many shows old. May I make it? May, may sure. I make a uh, prediction? Uh, I wonder if, when the Marvel area, oh. the rumored Marvel area, is done, const- is done being yeah. constructed in California Adventure, that maybe you're going to see them go on like a um, D23 Star Wars Celebration okay. Marvel Con. Interesting. Repeat. Yeah, I think all every other year. Uh, let's see how many shows do we know of are happening. There's Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then there's Loki. And uh, uh, yeah, WandaVision. WandaVision. Loki. <laughs> Such a terrible title. Loki, and they've That's actually right. seen, I've seen a, a logo, logo which is kind of fun. Yep, it's it got looks like the, uh, playful. the kid Loki uh, yeah. font they used for that comic series. And and one grainy image, I guess at the, I guess it was the stockholders meeting, um, they talked about it, and they had Kevin Feige out there, and behind him they put it up, and so someone took a picture of him with it, and it's Loki in the 1970s. So that yes. already shoots down a couple of my pocket theories, which is I thought it was I thought Tom Hiddleston was going to be minimally involved. In the, I thought he was going to be as involved as Harrison Ford was in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which is almost not at oh, all. Maybe some voiceover. Yeah. But it turns out, oh, they're actually doing a whole thing. So I don't know what that's going to be, but it's a lot more interesting now. So those are the three shows that we know about, but we don't know and, when and- they're coming out or if we'll see any of them this year. Oh no! Exactly. Oh no! I doubt. I doubt they're this year. But but if they're filming the Loki one, you don't know. Um, but it does. It does definitely point towards a the multiverse Loki. You think so? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's the Loki that's been that was created in Endgame. That that stream. Okay, following following there. Right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see what what story they're telling with that. I think it's. I think it's great. I think that's. 
is one of those things where, of course, you do Loki because it's like a fan favorite character, and he still loves doing it. And oh, and um, if he's if he's willing to do it, and he's oh well, yeah, yeah. Unlike unlike Johnny Depp, we still love Tom Hiddleston and want to see more of that. Ah. <laughs> Did um now what's the story? So Jessica Jones um season three just hit, it just dropped. Yeah, it just dropped uh, this week on um Netflix, and it is the end of the era for the Netflix Defenders experiment. Now, will that stuff stay? Netflix will all in perpetuity will own those. Then they yes they they have they created it with them as a, as a co production, so those will stay there for the foreseeable future. I think. Gotcha. gotcha. I think those characters are now on ice for two years. Oh, so 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 the MCU can't do anything with them until no, until the, until the two years are done. So from now, oh, so, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, okay. Like it was it was part of the deal that they signed that like once I guess they because maybe Netflix looking down the line thought. Hey, you know, one day Disney might try and do this. Um, so they wanted to have it so they couldn't just flip it around and then next month Jessica Jones season four starts on Disney Plus. So the yeah, yeah. So those four, five, I guess five characters. So that that so the the defenders and Punisher and pretty much all ancillary ones that are showed up on the show. So like no clear temple spinoff. Uh, anytime yeah. soon. Uh, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's say, uh, well, somebody will do it. We'll do a feature on that. And we'll we'll do a whole res- retrospective on it too. But it is a little sad that it kind of went out with a whimper. It would have been nice if they. Uh, I don't know if they'd do another Defenders thing or whatever. But it sort of seems like it kind of caught everyone by surprise. They didn't have any type of wrap up. But at least in what I understand, I haven't I haven't had time to watch the the whole season of Jessica Jones yet. But um, uh, the, this current series. Um, but they knew in, far enough in advance that they were able to end the series and not have a cliffhanger oh, as they okay. traditionally do. So they actually have it be like, oh. and I'm sure like I don't know, potential spoilers, just in, in case I, I can see in the future, it just will end with her, you know, sitting in her office with a bottle of Jack and waiting for the next case. Like <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You would have thought Jessica Jones thing. It's not yeah. going to end up with her like in the suburbs in a sundress. Like, right. Oh, well thought I got over that phase. Her bumping into Rose Tyler or something. I'm kidding. Never mind. <laughs> that was a bad David Tennant joke. Never mind. So, uh, <laughs> wrapping, you mean, what, you mean the so, like, so wrapping up. TV. Oh, right. Uh, oh no. There's, oh, that's a totally different topic. <laughs> um, okay. So we know we wrap it up shows though. We we're not going to do it on this episode, but we're, we, I'm, I'm still, I'm still watching. Agents of yes. Shield. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, so that, this it, okay, one thing I wanted to do. So uh, for the, I've watched Agents of Shield since the very beginning, and Rob has not. So one of the things I wanted him to do, I watched the first season, and then I and then right. I got busy. So one of the things I wanted to do, I said, okay, just pick it up now. So like, just start watching the current season as it airs, and so that we, he and I have been doing that. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that too, as a sort of like as a person who who watches her fell away, and a person who's been diligently watching every episode. Uh, we're gonna have a conversation about that too. I, I love it. Oh, it's it's going to be fun because you're going to hear me going. Yeah. What is know, happening? Who is that guy? <laughs> Why doesn't that woman have any arms? Like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff. Yeah, we're definitely getting into that. I got all my uh, notes yeah, yeah. set up for those. Fun. That's going to be a fun conversation. So, um, okay, so uh, kind of segue from uh, all these different talks of mm-hmm. cons and everything else. We just wrapped up. Uh, for anybody who's into oh, video yeah. games, one of the big. Uh, annual con mm-hmm. events e3 the uh, consumer elect one of the the uh, game yeah. electronics expo that is all focused on that some interesting marvel yeah, announcements there. yeah uh, it's a, they there's been a, a game in development for a long time that they announced i think at least three years ago that square enix 
was developing a an Avengers game, and they had showed a teaser of it at that time, and we all were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and so uh, and nothing. They had put out for years absolutely nothing about it, not even sort of what the concept behind it was. And then finally, at this E3, they showed the trailer and a release date, and they talked about it. And the reception was mixed, is the nicest way I think to say it. You can, you can, if you haven't, if you haven't known nothing about this, you can easily just Google Avengers video game trailer. Yeah. It will come it's up. It's from the, it, it, now Square Enix is, has a, a long history of um, turn-based uh, role-playing games, uh, JRPGs, like a, a very thing. And so everyone was kind of a little confused on this, but when it was announced that it was announced that Crystal Dynamics were the guys who revamped Tomb Raider were the ones who were doing it. It was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. It's more of an action-oriented game. Uh, we saw it, and then there, there, so there's a couple of studios that are actually working on it too. And yeah, I I, I watched the trailer, and it was it was sort of like the kind I kind of felt about the way I felt about the last episode of Game of Thrones, not in terms of negative, but in terms of well, yes, that's exactly what I expected. Like it wasn't. I didn't have a high. I didn't have a low. I didn't have the the big sort of <gasps> you know like pearl clutching that seemed to happen in a lot of the communities. It was just sort of like, well, yeah, that's thought it would be. Like it was just like a big cinematic thing of like, here's what our stuff is. For some reason, the, the thing that confused me the most about sort of the the the, the and I'm saying I'm not speaking for uh, universally like it was despised or that, but there's a large segment that were very vocal in the what response. Uh, they were all complaining that the characters didn't look like the actors from the MCU, which is a dumb complaint. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, whole, I, no I'm going to disagree. It came out about like people are like, hey, it doesn't look like Robert Judge Jr. at all. It's like, okay, Captain America's been around for 75 years. Like, Chris Evans has only been playing him for 10. Like, I've seen so no, many. No, 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 no. Wait, no wait. No problem with them not looking oh. just like the actors. No. Come on. Wait, no, no. Let me just okay, hold game. up. Here's here's where if you're listening to this, this is where you pause <laughs> the podcast, it. you go right now and Google Avengers video game trailer, yes. you watch it and then you come back. It's like three minutes. And long. here's what I'm gonna say to oh, you. Okay. Back. They modeled everything else directly off the MCU. In terms of what? The Captain America sure isn't. Everything from the <laughs> neck down. No, no. Okay, so first of all, Iron Man. Oh yes, all the characters from the neck down are all from the MCU. They took weird <laughs> kit bashes of scenes. The A Day stage is the is the Stark Expo stage from Iron Man Two. And here's and here's the problem I have is here's what happened. They all went, oh, we got to make a video game. Okay, yeah, what are you going to make about it? the Avengers? Oh, that's awesome. I love these characters, costumes. All oh, it's all done. Just go. Pull all, make it a, a patchwork of all these different scenes and craziness. Hey, what about the faces? Well, we don't have the money for those things. Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to make faces that look like popular actors from cable television <laughs> 10 years ago. Come on. Okay. Now That's I'm going literally to say what it looks to like. You it's that you horrible. Said to me that you need to keep in mind. <laughs> and that's multiverse. This is another universe. Oh, it's not the same one. They're not. They're not gone. saying these are the MCU guys. They're saying this is an Avengers from another thing. It's going to be a totally different universe, totally different story, a total reboot if you want to look at it that way, unconnected to anything else we've seen, but with enough things that people who only know the MCU will go, oh yeah, 
yeah, look, that's it. Yeah. You can just look at the person and go, oh, yeah, it's clearly that's Cap. I mean, like, I'm not a big fan of, like, Cap's character design. No, it's not. It's too soon. Because this is exactly it's what too, Lego Marvel games it's are. <laughs> no one's complaining about them looking different. Oh, my God. Those are minifigs. Yes, you can't, no, you can't totally, even make it. It's a totally different no. universe. It's a, it's a video game. Like, it's it's, it's, it's a little bit. It's a completely different universe because it's a fic, it's completely fictitious in a toy land. Oh, wait, they're all fictitious. <laughs> Every single one of them is fictitious. It's another universe. I'm totally fine with that. Well, I like were they? I thought they're fantastic characters. No, I kind I'm not. I'm not big on the that because I feel like that's like the the straight down the middle approach like i really would like if they had gone like a more extreme version of like you know just maybe even more uh, either more cartoony or something like that to to have a real art style this just seems like video game art style you know a preset one it's like eh. well that well, no, i i i, I I'm, I'm not i'm not thrilled by the character designs but at the same time i'm not also angry about them it's just like oh okay like when you look at uh, like the Tomb Raider, and when they, they brought Tomb Raider back, it was like, okay, that is an art style. That is the way they did it. Now, there are some, you could have some complaints about that, but they actually do, took a definitive, like, this is what our character looks like. These are what the characters in this world looks like. This is what we're doing. You know, modeling it after survival horror type stuff as opposed to the sort of uh, action tropey kind of thing. And I wish they had done a, a bigger swing with this. I think that it's it's they they come across as like okay so I'll take it back so I'm a I'm a big video gamer from Mar from Marvel games way back to uh, Captain America: The Avengers in the arcades which will soon be available for home use again you know um, I can't yes. move America still needs your help like so I've I've been through all of it um, and I look at this and and my favorite Marvel game of all time is Marvel Ultimate Alliance which came out on the 360 uh, I thought it was the best amalgamation of marvel video gaming they have ever done and they've, they've and there's i know part three is coming out on the switch now too and i and i did recently purchase the switch i won't say that's why but i can say that it wasn't not a factor um but it, i think that was the best one and i look at the cutscenes in that which are some of the best cutscenes ever and they look like the trailer we just saw and those things were put out 15 years ago Oh, that's uh, and I think at the time really? they were they were some of the best cinemas around, and, and they, you can still watch them on YouTube and stuff too. And they are they are legitimately great. Like they are well shot and they're well animated and like well voice acted everything. But like I look at the Avengers thing, and it's like oh yeah, it's the same stuff they were doing before. Like I guess the thing now is it doesn't go from that then cutting to the game, and the game is the most cartoony, <laughs> like does not look like the cinemas at all. Now it looks like okay, the cinemas actually look like the characters where. You can be having a cinema and then suddenly it stops, like with the new with the recent Spider-Man game on PS4, where you sort of like don't notice, like all of a sudden, oh, I'm in the game. Crap, I didn't even know it. <laughs> the, 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 that Spider-Man game, again, has a different art style to it. Still that sort of realistic look, but a very, very different thing. And people did not complain about that. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was that people are, are responding negatively to it. I, I, I guess it's so. The okay, neck you down. Think it, is it the suits? Like, is it the yes? That they, that they it's the neck down the, because they're too similar, too different. Because Cap is Cap is wearing way too much like the MCU, gear, which I'm not a big fan of. Uh, yeah, but everybody else, it 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 is. It just looks like it's a cheap MCU knockoff. <laughs> I think that's the problem. And, and no, and, and you made a really good point. Like, you know, it, that's fine. If you're going to do that, give it then a golden age look or give it, I don't know, like 
you know, take the old, ver- take the old, old comic book versions of these characters, update them in a unique way, in a unique spin, yeah. and use that. Like, I think that would be better. Nearly, we're, we're with with animated series, they can do this a lot too. So if you look at, I just watched. There's a great YouTube video. I think it's from Toy Galaxy about the on the history of Spider-Man animated series, like and like from the very first, like the Spider-Man, you know. It does whatever a spider oh, right. can, Spider-Man, um, all the way through until the, the current incarnation. Uh, and you get to, a, you know, sort of in after the uh, 90s Spider-Man, which was a great series, uh, but like, and, and everybody had a very consistent look to it, which is great. But then they went to Spectacular Spider-Man. That was the first one where I feel like they really took an artist style and let that be the definitive look for all the characters in the same way that. Lilo and Stitch doesn't look like any other movie because they went for one artist style. They, they like the way he drew the characters and they said, everybody learned to draw like that guy. Uh, so you have a, 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 all the characters are consistent because it's all from like sort of one pen, even though it's, I know that's this collaborative effort. And I think video games are almost to that point where I wish they would like, they would take like a Joe Madeira or um, I'm trying to give you like, even, even if you know, you're talking like this, like a cocaine or like you to go back to these, these great artists that everyone looks at and like, you know, to, they look like they're from that era. I think that would be fantastic, but sort of doing the, I don't know, like I said, like preset one, I don't know, it just seems like, oh, you just went for the base hit, huh? <laughs> Three years away. Yeah, you went with I... Exactly what I expected. Okay. Okay, maybe maybe we're just spoiled. I don't know, but I, it's just it it wasn't thrilling. I guess maybe that's their biggest sin. I may I'm I may have slightly overreacted a few minutes ago, but I, I still, <laughs> well, here's the thing because here's the here's the other Marvel video game news that came out of e, out of E3. Mm-hmm. There is this amazing if you don't know about this, uh, a company called Arcade One Up. Oh, yes. They um yes. uh, last year for the holidays they were exclusive. I think some of their titles are exclusive to Walmart still, but they're available in different places. They are making a three quarter scale reproductions of famous '80s arcade video game cabinets, and basically it's it's a three quarter scale. So instead of standing up, which they sell risers to make that work, it's mm-hmm. designed to be sitting down at. But it's literally like a semi miniature arcade cabinet. And it has an LED screen and real controls and everything else. You build it yourself. It comes in a, a fairly like an Ikea sort of looking, you know, coffee table box. Mm-hmm. Um, they are yeah. amazing. Flat. They're incredible. They are mostly in the $300 range. And I know they're mm-hmm. coming in at a little bit less for any of I you who are like, wow, for these new ones, I think they're coming in more. They're coming in more. Yes, because because they have more controllers and there's some higher property costs, I'm yeah. sure, in licensing. Mm-hmm. But basically, if you're like, whoa, 300 bucks for, a, for an arcade cabinet, what's the deal? You may not know this. If you go to try to find a restored, like a Ms. <laughs> Pac-Man or a Galaga, those can run you $4,000 easily. Yeah. And so this is a way for people. I mean, all of us who are children of the eighties mm-hmm. to get our hands on, on these games to play um, without the need of quarters or anything else. It's really cool. They announced um, mm-hmm. the, the, the two big announcements and they've done like Pac-Man, Galaga, uh, Golden Tee, Mortal Galaga? Kombat I 2. I, I always learned it as Galaga. Oh, but I think it's one of it's one of those things where like it's one of those words you see written. Because <laughs> I always think of gla- g- g- how do you how do you how do you pronounce the first version of it? Galatian. Gl- uh, uh, was it Galatian? What was the what was the first? Galactian. Oh, see, I've I've been I've been pronouncing it wrong my entire life. 
Oh well, or or I have been. I don't know that that was the way I was. But like what like said, yeah, no, Galaga sounds better. It's like one of my one of my college professors uh, did a whole thing talking about this, and he was talking about how his whole life he didn't know that hors d'oeuvres were the same thing as hors d'oeuvres. Oh, that because awesome. you see it written and you heard it said, but you never connect those two things. So yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Anyways, anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt. No, 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 no. This is good. They had, um, so they did all these and they announced, um, they just announced uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 89, yeah. which is amazing because it's a, it literally has um, controls for all four people to play. Yeah. And, and, and it has Turtles in Time in it as well. So the sequel. Yes. But the big one was they are doing a Capcom Marvel superheroes uh, cabinet with Marvel superheroes, mm-hmm. X-Men Children of the Atom and the Punisher. Yeah. So the uh, yeah, original, like, Captain America, the Avengers, uh, throwing the shield around there, the vision all in white, uh, and then showing the other thing with the, the Nightcrawler teleporting people all over the stage. Yeah, and, and I thought that was great is that you get, you get for 350 bucks, which I know is a lot of money, and, like, believe me, if I could afford it, I would I would buy this thing, too, but I don't have the money or the space. Um, but to have both of them, and then they threw in The Punisher, which is one what? of the most obscure of these yes. arcade games. I think I've only ever saw that once in an arcade because it's like it's a four-person co-op shooter. I mean, like I say, like a three-three-four overhead fighting game, kind of like River City Ransom. If you're if you're of our age group, um, that same thing. But like you play as Punisher and other Punishers, like the, there's no other really characters of the punisher universe so they had they they, they had to sort of make up these people to, to be around with him but yeah that it's it's it, that is really cool that they are doing that i it makes me happy just knowing those exist oh I, no absolutely that's totally true um just the well in the love that's being done with these i mean you're getting excellent ports of these original games and the cabinet graphics like the for this one for this marvel one this gorgeous um, drawing of Thanos holding the infinity gauntlet on the sides. It's just, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's they're d- well done. Um, if, and you know, and for the price point, they're actually talking, I'm excited about, um, I don't have any of these yet. They, uh, they've also announced the Walt. They're called Waltcade versions of these, which are basically just the front third of the cabinet hmm. that is designed to actually go on the back of a, of a door or you can mount on the wall for I think in the one ninety nine price range. Wow! And has the the controllers will then like stick it's out all the, the same tray. controllers. It's it's literally like if you just shaved off the back two thirds of the cabinet huh. and shaved off the bottom half. So it's literally just the parts that matter. Um, you don't get the full. You don't get like the eighties arcade experience, yeah, right? Sure. But you. But the gameplay is exactly the same. I would be happy if they just took the 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 four control pad thing and just. Sold that kind of like they do the the uh, Atari Flashback or the the uh, Super Nintendo Mini, and just had that, and you just plug it into your TV, and all the stuff is in there, and you can just play it on your TV. That's really funny you say that. You know, the rumor is um, Capcom is doing that. Oh, that'd be smart. But see, that Capcom, I, 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 I kind of thought these these games, like especially the Marvel ones, might just disappear because of licensing. But now it seems right. like they're they're willing to bring it back. So that'd be cool if Capcom did like all of a sudden have Final Fight in there and yeah. Well, and the other thing, just a little little again, a little sidebar here. The other big announcement was for those of you who remember, they are releasing a cabinet of the '80s um, Atari Star Wars game. Yeah, yeah, with the actual with the full on Tie Fighter X Wing Fighter control yoke, yeah. which is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm completely excited. Yeah, that, that, that the 12 year old me just went like screamed. Yeah. 
So just a little sidebar, uh, you know, again, a little little uh, connected sort of story. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who are toy collectors, I'm I'm an action figure collector. Um, there's a great website called MarvelToyNews.com. They run the whole gamut of of Marvel action figures, busts, prop replicas, everything. They just do a great job of reviewing these and putting out links to them and stuff. Um, the Marvel Legends line is is uh, sort of akin to the um, Black Series mm. on Star mm-hmm. Wars, the six inch figures. And the cool thing is they are coming out. This is surprising. There is a series that is hitting stores next month of a an, a Marvel Legends sh- six inch Shuri figure, which is awesome yeah, for Black Panther great. fans. And a rescue figure oh. from Endgame, which I'm totally That's excited cool. about. The only thing they couldn't make it better is it doesn't have a, a removable yeah. head to have Pepper's face, oh. but that's still cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And so Shuri is, and then, is uh, from, the one la- Shuri from MCU. Oh yeah, no, it's her from. Um, it's actually her from Endgame. Oh, nice. Oh, I think Endgame or Black Panther. She comes with the gaunt her her Panther gauntlets. The okay. The, Does the she thing. have the the face paint? Yes. Okay. Nice. Uh, and they've got, and I mean, you know, that's a whole thing you get into. I mean, Marvel Legends, Marvel Legends line is amazing with the the figures they're doing. Um, and they're doing a, if you've seen it in the stores and stuff, they've done the, they did the Infinity Gauntlet last year uh-huh, for yeah. um, for uh, Infinity War, and they are also doing the Nano Gauntlet, which is the one that Hulk wears in Endgame. So yeah. that you'll see that a bunch of places too. Yeah. Well, again, I love that those things exist. I don't have oh, yeah. time or, or space or money to be able to have them, but I just love the fact that somebody out there you can walk around and you can have like the full thing. That's and awesome. use the little things inside to articulate it. And yeah, and it glows give, and makes noise. And, and yeah. give thumbs up or other hand gestures of your, of your liking. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, just really cool stuff. You know, for any type of fan right now, but specifically Marvel, there is just an amazing, it's, a, it's an embarrassment of riches, as we like to say. Like, mm-hmm. it's, just amazing stuff out there leading us up to our final uh thing to look forward to in the short term mm-hmm. another marvel movie yes that's right coming right up on it right up on it here pretty soon in a couple weeks uh spider-man far from home which is turning out to be a very different movie than i had expected it would be yes everything i'm learning about it means i i didn't understand that movie as much as i i thought i, I had oh wait uh, can you share i can i will i mean okay so again if you want to stay entirely clean, then thank you for listening. And, and yeah, hey, that we appreciate okay. it. We'll see you in two I, weeks. <laughs> I would say I don't. Like, say for those of you who, are, who are, have not listened to all uh, whatever, however many forty hours of stuff we put out, uh, my philosophy is: if I see it in a preview, the filmmakers are okay with me knowing it. So uh, I don't, I don't dig for stuff necessarily. But if it comes around, if they put it out in the trailer in Japan, that's fair game. Like so, they put out or or interviews and that kind of thing. So like, if they're talking about beforehand, I'm, I'm I feel free sort of compiling it and, and presenting it to you. Um, so when I had first sort of watched the, the the initial trailer, and this is you know we saw that trailer before we saw Endgame, so obviously we knew Spider Man was back and, and you know everything was going to be restored, which I think I think uh, Kevin Feige sort of pulled out what little hair he has left out for seeing that because Sony does what Sony wants. Uh, that it was be okay. So Spider-Man goes away, and then um, Mysterio shows up as a hero, but we all know he's a villain. Uh, and then he like there's all these monsters he's fighting, but it turns out no, actually he created the monsters just so he could get famous. And then at the end, it would be Spider-Man versus Mysterio, like as he revealed. And then of course it would people would assume that Spider-Man is attacking a hero, and so Spider-Man would become more hated and stuff too. Which I just, he just went in the comics, and that's sort of how it ended. Syndrome. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. Um, uh, and then, and I, I didn't know what, like, yeah, then obviously he's on his, uh, I don't know what the high school part of it would be, but I assume that, that's what I, I assumed what was going to be. And then Nick Fury just sort of being there as the, as the man in the chair, like, uh, but uh, the more they talk about it, the more previews come out, the more that's not really what's going on. So now it's been revealed that after Thanos's snap, it has cracked our uh, cracked the MCU universe, and so things are starting to seep through. And one of those things, and so they from <laughs> the multiverse. <laughs> Wait, has anybody ever brought that up before? I, I believe so. Yeah, because they actually said that in the second trailer. They actually <laughs> said the word multiverse. I was like, "Oh, Rob's never gonna let me live this down." Son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they actually, and so Mysterio is not what we thought of, like the special effects wizard, Quentin Beck, all that kind of stuff. He is a hero from an alternate dimension. So he is here from another dimension because these creatures have also come through the cracks. So they have like come into the universe. And so he's actually on Spider-Man's side. And now will there be a nefarious motive and he has his own agenda? Probably. But it's not what we thought it was in terms of a traditional, you know, Mysterio, um, duping everyone with special effects thing he really seems to have legitimate powers and he is uh spider-man's buddy through this whole thing as spider-man is going through this whole i don't know if i want to be a hero you know thing i'm not sure what his arc is going to be over the course of this the thing because he seems to want to turn his back on spider-man and nick fury sort of brings him back into the life because the world needs heroes because they just lost you know their their biggest one um if you watch the previews now if, like we talked about with Endgame, you watch Endgame and you're only seeing the first 20 minutes of it and then they actually threw in a couple other shots too. If you watch the first Endgame show, there actually are a couple shots that are from the end, which they, that's sort of like, they, they sort of layered in, not hoping we would notice and we didn't. Um, but this one, I have no idea what the third act of Spider-Man Far From Home is. I have no idea. Like I look at it and I, like I get, okay, he's going to different European cities. He's attacked the monsters and he's like the secret identity and back and forth. And now we do it in a stealth suit and then fight with him serial. But like, what is it building towards? Because like, we don't know of any big villain at this point. There are monsters. And I, I, I like the fact that due to the Lego sets, once again, Lego puts it out fair game to talk about. They're yeah, all absolutely. named after famous Spider-Man villains. So it's Sandman, it's Molten Man, it's Hydro Man, but they're not actually those characters, but it's sort of like a way of them doing them without doing them, which I thought was a nice little clever homage and a way to do Molten Man without having it be, uh, you know, a guy running around shooting fire out of his hands. Um, so they have a big, you know, giant flame monster. And then somehow at one point, all three of them come. Oh, now, I guess in the preview, there is a thing of like the three of them like combine into like one big typhoon man and that destroys the tower or the uh london bridge um so maybe that's, that's the like, that's yeah. the finale like like how does a how does a uh a web slinging kid from brooklyn stop a uh a walking typhoon but i don't know i well, honestly god i that's that, that's that's in, in their favor i don't know what that movie looks like and that's fantastic Oh no! I, I I okay. One, I totally agree. The last the last trailer they just came out with, um, that played before mm-hmm. Aladdin. I think I think that's the weekend yes. it came out. Um, I remember we went and saw Aladdin, and we sat there and we watched that trailer, and I was like, "Wow, I'm super now excited for this movie." I was already excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so I'm going to pontificate about two sure. things. Well, one, I'm going to go back to what you said. Is it's interesting if you watch the international trailers. I am amazed at the plot points that they put in those yes. trailers. I still feel like they're giving too much away, but that's always been a Sony problem of like they want to give away the candy. I, I, okay, I am just amazed. Like, can I can I talk about one of them? Sure. Yeah. Is it, is it a scare game? Yeah. If you're listening this far, you're you're all yeah. in, right? Yeah. As so I said, once again, this is not this is not deep. Uh, uncovered you know uh leaked footage stuff this is like from trailers right he basically it looks like he le- he goes on vacation and i'm assuming mm-hmm. the vacation is is that this is a way for them to bond after all the events of endgame and the five-year jump and them being mm-hmm. in a weird high school that they don't know anybody else the snapshot okay he is then somehow okay and what it looks like is he goes on the trip goes to take his old spider-man outfit it gets tossed and the tsa checkpoint Oh, he's okay. got nothing. And so, and that's why he's got the black suit because he's basically had to cobble together a suit while he's in Europe. Oh, see, I, yeah. I took it as, as him not bringing the suit intentionally because he's turning his back on Spider-Man for a while. And Nick Fury has made him a um, stealth suit. Well, no, there is, there is a scene where you see the TSA agent looking at his old suit in the luggage. Oh, okay. I so I think, I think he's tossed. Hmm, okay. He then, he's then on his own. And then when Nick Fury shows up and Happy picks him up in the jet, there's a scene in the international trailer where there is a lab at the back of the Stark jet and he builds his new black and red suit. Oh. And it's like, okay, why would you show all that in the trailer? <laughs> well, I, I thought, and again, like this is this is deep into spoiler stuff too. There is a, they show a scene where Mary Jane reveals to Sp- MJ, reveals to Spider-Man that she knows that Peter is Spider-Man. Wait, and not only and not only like, reveals to why Peter, would you put that in a trailer? Reveals reveals to his friend. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's right. I mean, like with Ned. I mean, like yeah. What? I mean, like seriously. And, and and here's okay. So here now now I'm gonna go into my my cracky my crackpot theory of the okay, week. Sure. So my theory is is that oh my god I just lost Jake Gyllenhaal's name uh, Mysterio. Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a weird Doctor Who flashback there. So <laughs> so Mysterio. Here's because here's what's heavy in the trailer. Mm-hmm. A world without Iron Man. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Who's going to fill the need? Mysterio is the bad guy from the other universe. He sees what's happened in this universe mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, I got an idea. I'll be your new Iron Man. Yeah. And he shows up is in his suit. Looks like Iron he's, Man. He's handsome. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's going to try, he's still going to do the whole syndrome thing like from the Incredibles. Like, oh, I'm going to make a whole bunch of, I'm going to make a big mess so I can clean it up. Uh-huh. And S.H.I.E.L.D. and Spider-Man sort of mess that up. And then your third act is going to be, it all blows up. And you still think it's going to come down to Spider-Man versus Mysterio? Like a big... Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. okay. I, I, I think that is a perfectly valid theory. Like, I don't think that's correct by at all. I think that, that fits with it too. You know what I was really surprised at, though, is that does it look like they're um, – I keep seeing the scene with Mar- uh, Maria Hill's character. Mm-hmm. Are they de-aging her? <laughs> no, it's just it's – just She does not look like Kobe Smulders at all, and yet she's in the movie. Kobe Smulders is just radiant. Well, no. So anyway, I guess that's what I guess I think kind of happens. I, I, don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Man, who knows? And, and I won't even – and now this part I won't talk about, but I will just hint that there's a lot of been discussion about what potentially the post credit scenes are. Yes. Because we will still not know Phase Four when that comes out. Yes. So, because like we don't know, I, I assume that there will be. I mean, of course there'll be another Spider-Man movie. 
but we don't know what it is. And the now, okay, so now we're now we're we're crossing a little bit into the rumors. So the rumors about what Phase Four looks like are are starting to sort of to come out, and they're saying they're not doing another Infinity Saga in terms of like now they're after the Serpent Crown or now they're after I don't know whatever the mystical yeah the whatever. Dark Hold or whatever mystical dingus they're like all chasing. It's going to be mini arcs, so it'd be like. Uh, the rise and fall of the serpent society or something like that you know like basically right, three, right, or right. Four episodes, three or four uh, things where they're all dealing with something and then boom it's done um but they say that the big bad for the the next arc is norman osborne which on the one hand well yeah that makes sense like if you if you haven't come up like kind of like they did in, in the spider-man ps4 where he is like legitimate businessman now in politics or whatever and then it's sort of his rise and then also he's crazy nutso um and then they can from that they actually could go into dark avengers like all that siege all those kind of like you know darker storylines and stuff too and, and see the heroes sort of put on their heels because now there's but it have to be a very very different story um but i don't know if i believe that because i still feel like the sony marvel alliance is tenuous i feel at any point sony you know, high on those venom fumes, will just be like, no, we had two successful. I won't say good. Two successful movies in the Spider-Man universe back to back. Now we know what we're doing. Oh, you sons of never. They ab- tell me I'm wrong. I mean, they they absolutely could just go. Now nah, we're good. Now we'll take our Tom Holland and we're gonna go play and we're gonna have him meet Venom in the next movie, and 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 Black Cat and and Morbius the Living Vampire. And we're also going to cast Jesse Eisenberg as like. Yeah, as, uh, and we're doing that Sinister Six movie. We found the script and we dusted it off. And we're doing it anyway. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, like I mean, <laughs> I feel like that because so I I don't because and then with Spider Man comes Norman Osborn in terms of rights. So if they yank back the Spider Man rights, which they legitimately could do, then there goes your big bad. So I don't think that that's what's going to happen. I, I think he'll show up. I think we're going to have. I think we'll have some. Osborne illusions in this one. I don't think we're going to meet him, but I think we're going to see. Okay, so my oh, so here's so it's into crackpot prediction theory too. Easter egg scene I thought was going to be in like six movies ago, which is you're going to see Stark Tower and the Stark, and they're going to take down the Stark name and the oh, Avengers yeah. A, and yeah. the next name that goes up is going to be Oscorp. A big O. <laughs> a big O. Right, exactly. That's what I thought it would be, like a big O. And like you know, that would go up. And I thought that would be the dun-dun, and then it would go black, and everybody would go, oh. That's, and that's all you'd have to do. Right. So maybe that's what that, that's what one of the post-credit things will be, of like, he's coming, folks. But I don't know. I kind of feel like... And then you find out that the O actually stood for octopus. <laughs> oh, that'd be so much better. I, uh, and you know what? Uh, and you gender and you gender swap Doc Ock. Yes, exactly. Used like they did in... In the Spider Verse, yes, she was so awesome. Yes, um, oh, I'm dude. I kind of feel about Norman Osborn the way I feel about the Joker, so which is like it's so easy to do it wrong. Like it's been done so many times, it's so easy to do it wrong. Just use somebody else and tell a story with them. There's so many good uh, Spider Man villains. You don't have to automatically go to the Green Goblin. Oh yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. You know? Well, so, or what? What I was going to say we should end with, which is a. Which is a moment of silence for the uh, a Fox X Men franchise. Yeah, I know. Like uh, our friends the other day who are now come home. Yeah, exactly. What a what a what a whimper to end their thing on. It's just, I feel too bad. I feel bad for them because it's like X Men is 
the X-Men movies are so important to the landscape of it, and there would not be an MCU without them. And yet yeah. to see them so confused and abused confused and abused and 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 left to rot, you know, it's just it's it's so sad to have it sort of end on a eh. I mean, because that's the thing. It wasn't like people were angry and went and, and it, was, it was terrible and it just nobody went it's yeah. that's that's the sad part about it it was that it had it had, it was it was it's been dead for a year before it ever got released yeah and i feel bad for all of them for doing it but at the same time like i've i've seen all this stuff too but like the last three x-men movies i watched them on home video like i didn't even venture to the theater i saw venom in the theater but I didn't see Dark Phoenix or X Men Apocalypse in the theater. Yeah, no. Yeah, this is, but yeah, that being shame. said, as a longtime X Men reader, this is about how X Men get treated. <laughs> the X Men are so big and convoluted that they the the comic just completely falls apart every couple of years, and then gets re reformed, and then it completely falls apart. Again, the the idea of the, a Claremont esque run where he can take you know do five years of great stories. Yeah. Then that, that doesn't happen to X-Men anymore. So oh it really in, in our hearts, we know the X-Men movie franchise ended with Logan because that was oh, the yeah. perfect end to that thing. Deadpool aside, Deadpool being Deadpool, like, like he's, he's always the living asterisk. He was, he's off on his own. Um, but right. that's where it was like, you know what? Okay. I cried at the end of that movie. Like it was a perfect thing with the, the the cross becomes an X and then it goes to black and oh it's just like thank you thank you X Men thank you for everything you've done you can rest now no wait until until, <laughs> until phase five until phase five until, until phase, phase five. five until phase five and then we'll be happy to see you come back again we've gone far off of news and into wild speculation and stuff too. I'm actually so, so thank you all for doing this we did not anticipate talking about this but like we just got going on it <laughs> so look There's at that there is a lot of Marvel stuff There's to talk about stuff to talk about it shouldn't all be wrapped up in just conversations about the movies we will be back uh, probably in in, uh, in two weeks hopefully uh, and then we'll be and they'll probably in the We'll, we'll do one of these, and we'll also be doing a Spider-Man Far From Home uh, thing by itself, just because uh, we're not going to let that go. So, all right, well, uh, all right, thank you, thank you, Rob, for uh, coming along and uh, and my pleasure. All stuff. I appreciate the help, uh, and uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back soon, uh, and uh, uh, we'll see you further on up the road.